I'm your host, Marquis. Hi, I'm your host, Charmaine. And welcome to another episode of So, so here's, here's the, the thing. thing. And here's the question for you all. And I'll, I'm going to tee it up by saying it this way. Come on, tee it up. Come on, tee it up. Come on, tee it up. Um, set them up. We'll knock them down for you. <laughs> uh, up, right? So there is... Um, I'm going to talk about black businesses and black entrepreneurs for a second. Mm. There's a perception, or at least when I was growing up, there's a perception that there were a lot of black people in our own neighborhoods, in our own communities, doing a lot of shady business, right? Mm. They would come up with a seminar, give me, ten, give me $500 and I can turn it into 10000 and it was shady. Didn't nobody want to do that? Because they, you know, they were like, oh, that person is going to take my money. You know, right. there's this, and there were a lot of people actually taking people's money, you know. And so when we now think about today, like, you want to have a class about investing. You want people to talk to you and teach you about how to, you know, uh, look at the stock market. Um, put a, you know, get yourself a... Um, not a 401k, but well, a 401k is a, a again, a, possibly a minimum for some people, but you know, how to manipulate your taxes so that you're not always, you know, owing all those things. We want people, we want our own people. The ideal is that we want our own people to, to be able to teach us about this. But at the same time, we out here not trusting each other because people are being shady. So like, how do we, <laughs> how do we maneuver past that? If, if, if we can't trust ourselves, if that makes sense. Here's the point. I mean, we, we can, you know, yeah, there's a lot of classes out there that's telling people how to make money quick or whatever, whatever you're going to do, but you have to now put in the research. So mm -hmm. I can't sit here and have you tell me a seminar on, yeah, give me $500. I'm going to turn to $10,000. I got to have questions. I can't blindly give you my money. Mm -hmm. Now I can't also like, okay, wow, that sounds like a good idea and think you trying to get me because now I stay stagnant. So mm -hmm. what we have to do is we have to do our own research. Mm -hmm. Somebody can give us a plan. Now we have to do the research. Now if you're too lazy, like, okay, uh, look, yeah, here's the money. You go ahead and whatever you say, do that's what I'm going to do. So we have to be a little more, I guess, proactive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you got to put in the work. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. We talk a lot about putting in the work in a lot of our circles. Even right now, what we're doing in this very moment, we're putting in this work. Yes. But, you know, we have to trust each other. Like yep. we are, what we are all on this podcast together, and I'm trusting you all, um, and you're trusting me with, you know, some intimate details of your life. But you know, on a wider scale, we do have to trust trust our own people, but also be discerning and mindful about who's telling us what to do. Mm -hmm. um, so, Charmaine and Brittany, you guys chime in. Um. What well, one thing I do want to say that's kind of related, but not, but I think something that's very important to remember is that we like civil rights, that, that error, us getting our quote unquote rights, which we were already born with, by the way, but yeah. us getting our rights in the 1960s uh, or 1960, that wasn't too long ago. 50 years or no. It was not too long ago. And I think that as black people, we need to give ourselves some pats on the back yep. because we have come very far in a short period of time. Yes. You know what I mean? So we're talking about investments right now. We're not talking about how to make it. That was our parents. That was our parents. And That's a good point. 
other thing to remember is the reason why we have the ability to do that is because of what they did, mm. right? They put in that work. Mm -hmm. They gave us that foundation. We wouldn't, like for me, my story as far as like what Rob was talking about, you know, like how he lived and compared to now, for me, I lived in a house, but that let me know that I could have a house. Mm -hmm. Make no mistake mm -hmm. about it. Make mm -hmm. no mistake. Absolutely. My grandmother worked mm -hmm. at a factory just to get that house and my, and my you know, and my, uh, my grandfather. But even with, with him, he, he actually ran into troubles even though he was a professional, because um, through his labor union, basically he was told when he could and could not work mm. from what I'm told. Mm. So they had like some immense struggles. And I think that my point is, is that we also have to remember our ancestors, remember yep. where we came from and why we have the ability to even do the things we're doing today, because we're really truly standing on their shoulders. We really are. Yeah. And and like I said, it has not been that far. So you know what? So what? We're looking at investments at 30s, 40s, 50s. It don't matter. So what? We're having a conversation at 16 years old with our children. That's okay because the next generation going to have that conversation as soon as that child could talk. That's what I was just going to say. understand what I'm saying? We have oh, my to, goodness. And that's yeah. what I was thinking. I feel like each generation, we get better and better. Yeah. Each generation, we're learning the system. We're learning our come-ups. I'm, I'm surrounded. I'm pushing. I'm what? I'll say it. God is good. Um, <laughs> on the 18th, I turned 28 years old. And I'm surrounded by nothing but entrepreneurs that's working to get it rather and i'm not talking about the non-smart entrepreneur i'm talking about the smart entrepreneur that has a income to support what i'm trying to do and it works in a cycle Great um like, yeah. so i feel like each generation is getting better and better we get more yes. to know how to function in this america i will say i can't blame i can blame them but i don't want to i root for anybody that's black I do. Issa Rae said it, but I get it. Anybody that's black on any given day, I'm going to root for you until you've right. prove, proven to me why I should not root for you. And even then, I'm still going to feel like, no, I want to. Come on. Yeah. Get up right. yeah. Yeah. So, yes. For the person that that is is hustling and not maneuvering right, I, in my heart, I can't blame you because this is what you know. Somebody right. taught you this way of a quick come up, and that's what you're trying to get. And I want it for you. If only you knew to take a minute, dissect it. Like Robert said, do your research. Sit with it. Meditate on it. Chew it. Spit it back out. Try option one. Go to option two. If, if, if only you knew to have that. If only you knew. But you don't. So you're trying to have a come up just the same way I'm trying to have a, a come up in a more different way. I feel like as black people, we are trying our best to work this system that has been presented to us. This yes. system that has already counted us out and we're trying to maneuver our ways in, our way in. Um, I feel like it's a lot of hustle and bustle, but I'm, I'm strongly on where, where Robert, it, you, you, in today's time, in this millennial-based social media, everything is at my fingertip time, mm. you better go sit down and do something before you invest any dollar. Right. Before you, if, right. If, you, if you are out to, to, to mischievously get people money, I don't want to root for you. I just wish somebody took the time to educate you or showed you a different option. Um, but that's how America is built on corruption yes. and on yes. corrupt. <laughs> yes. So, so it's kind of like 
it's kind of like we only doing what we know. As black people, if he is doing the wrong thing, he's only doing what somebody has, has shown him or something he's he's seen along the way. And I'm not yep. saying that makes it okay. Don't get me wrong. I'm not yep. saying that makes it okay. But in today's time, everybody's trying to get it how they live, y'all. Everybody okay. is trying to, yeah. to make a dollar. Um, out of 15 cents. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, that's so a Miss Mary Mack reference. <laughs> I just feel like it's on the person. It's on that person. And what yes. Are they going to be a resource? Are they going to use all their resource? Are they even going to see what a resource is? It's on that person to make motion. Um, it's yeah. like how I talked about my family's home, the new house that my parents have bought. It's up for me and my siblings to figure out how do we maneuver once this piece of property is left upon us? So if we don't make the right decisions and say, okay, as black young people, we are going to keep a house in Washington, D.C., or we just going to sell it because the dollar seems like a lot more, or we don't see, that's on us. That I did have to sit here and feel like, Brittany, what did you do wrong when now you have three kids looking at you and you have no investment that you could have made um, it, so many years? So many opportunities have passed you by. And you turn down investments because you didn't go do the work. So and I feel like it's a thin line with today's African American people of what what type of work we want to do. Do we want to just breeze by? Um, like how Robin said, the same person is sitting. I think Marquis said it. The same, who said it? I don't know. The same person is living just in the same building as their mama. Are you going to try a little bit harder, or are you just going to breeze on through? Um, so let me say this real quick because I, d I don't want to lose this thought and I want to memorialize this because I know we're recording that something that Charmaine said and Robert said and uh, said, said but didn't say but I wanted to crystallize it in my head is you know we should be we should as much as you can well I'm, I'm going to say it for myself I'm going to try to live my life as if I'm going to be an ancestor mm. Yes. Okay, because I'm going to be an ancestor at some point, whether I have yes. children or not, yes. people yes. are going to be, somebody from 20 yes. years from now is going to be looking at me like, what did my ancestor do? Live yes. your life like, as if you're going to be an ancestor, because you are, whether you know That's or not. Right there. That's strong right there. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> whether you know I've never seen it like that before. That was strong. Yeah, that, that is strong. Yes. I mean, and sometimes, sometimes, you know, our ancestors didn't always do the best things. You know, they didn't. So live your life as if you want to be one of those ancestors that somebody's proud of. Like, my ancestor did this. And it doesn't have to, an ancestor could be just one generation up. It, yes. Yeah, we think of ancestors as, um, we think of ancestors as, um, you know, these, you know, great, great grandparents. It's not exactly. that. Yeah. Um, you could be a grand, you could be an ancestor and be, you know, like, you know, somebody's mama. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, um, I mean, to go me, ahead, Robert. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To, no. to me, it's like, yo, you know, I watch my dad every day and, you know, um, and that's what made me want to work harder because my dad used to get up like five o'clock in the morning to go to work. And I was like, there's no way in the world this brother getting up five o'clock in the morning to go to work. So I had to figure out what was the best thing for me to do. Mm -hmm. So watching how he moved and what he did, how he supported his family also showed me how it was to be a man. So like you said, like to be an ancestor, it's just somebody you're learning from. Just somebody you're learning from. You know what I'm saying? So for me looking at my dad, he taught me how to be a man 
you know, just by looking at how he moved. Yep. So that was so like for me to for my girls and I have a, a you know my son to try to be that ancestor in that sense of you know I got to show them how to be in this world you know so that was I, that was ooh that was a good one thank you sir passing <laughs> that one on <laughs> what are you gonna say you were gonna say something Charmaine go ahead no I was just gonna say because like even as we live now we're setting an example we're setting an example for people that are outside of our ancestral line mm -hmm. yes. you no. Know? Yeah. And so, like, you know, we have spoken about this, too, on our March call. Like, you being black men, you have young black men watching y'all. Yep. Yes. Every you know day. what I mean? And so yeah. by you living your life right and sharing your story, which is what you're doing today, you just never know what young man you're helping out there. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe some some man that, you know, some young man that's in, in the hood, and I'm just going to use that verbiage, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, some young man that's in the hood, here's Rob, he's like, yo, I'm from the Bronx. Right. Yeah, that's true. I have been here for like, we've been here for like three generations. Well, I never thought that I could yeah. leave this building. He left that building. Yeah. Oh, maybe I can too. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So just by... You know, even speaking and letting others know where you stand, and I think that is a is huge. That's why we're doing the podcast, it's the Black Experience, because to share with our people so that they can grow. You yeah. know, it's not just about a few of us growing; it's about everybody growing. And yeah. some of us, <laughs> I think one of uh, one of our friends on um, the Marsh call said, you know, um, for those that that want to be left behind, nah, we dragging you, kicking and screaming because you're coming too. <laughs> Yes. You know what I mean? Because we yes. all gonna do it, and that's that's yes. what we need. We need that community. We need yes. that togetherness. And even getting back to what we were talking about with the gentrification, I said that you know the white community community communicates with each other, but they don't have the same issues that they have that right. we have right. in our right. community. Mm -hmm. And so we're going through that process, I think, of healing our community. And as yes. we do, those things will change. Yes. So there really is no comparison there either. Right. And and I want to, yes, yes. And I think that's an important point that, and a, to my mind, and you guys sort of chime in, and I guess we'll move on at some point. Um, <laughs> you know, th no, this is hearty and interesting sort of robust conversation. Um, um, you talk about... Um, you know, us, so white people or other communities having conversations within their own communities, but not having the same issues. I think that one of the most important things that we should be doing for each other as we heal, as we move on, as we try to, you know, take the next step is to acknowledge that we have a lot on our backs. Say it out loud. Mean it. Like, is not something that can just be swept under the rug. We have so much sort of, so, so many responsibilities, so many layers of like things that we, we want to do for ourselves, we need to do for ourselves, we need to do for each other, that it's important that we acknowledge that one, there are systems, well, not even in any particular order, but yes, there are systems in place that try to prevent us from, from rising to the next level. Two, there are, there are um, um, issues within our own community, both emotional, mental, physical, that, that, that would, might prevent us from even taking the next step. Um, we also have so, many, so much baggage. And if you don't know better, you won't do better. So there's a lot of different nuanced levels that we must, must 
give credit for, give voice to, to make sure that we don't just sort of say, well, how come you ain't doing better? Okay, well, bitch, like, wait a minute. That is so true. <laughs> like, yeah. Yo, that's so true. We, we will degrade each other. Like, oh, why the, why the fuck you ain't doing better? Maybe, maybe that person don't know. So instead of like, listen, instead of saying, why are you not doing better? Instead of like, hey, listen, let me show you how you can do something different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to yeah. me, it's like sometimes we, we're afraid to approach each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like when y'all first came on, I was like, hey, what's up, family? Like right. anybody look like me, family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if I can talk to a young man like my daughter, she her her boyfriend, I constantly try. He's 22. I constantly try to talk to him. I'm like, listen, I'm having that talk. My man, you working? Put $25 in the IRA. You know what I'm saying? Make sure yeah. your credit's tight. Make sure you can do because if you, you know, I always try to tell him, so listen, the best thing you can do is when you get ready to move out of your mama house is when you go and get that apartment and they say you need first and last and you can just write that man a check without saying, hey, listen, wait till the 25th so I can get my check. That's when you right. feel like, okay, I'm on my way. You right. know, you start mm-hmm. short. But it, instead of just saying, why aren't you? Like, hey, listen, let me show you how you can. Right. right. Well, here, let me show you how I'm doing it so that exactly. you can tell. You don't exactly. always have to say, because people don't always listen to, here, let me show you. They, right, right. They need, you need to lead by example a lot of times. Brittany, exactly. you're gonna yep. say something. I was going to say, um, I'm an educator. I, I have taken the hat on educating the young ones. As oh. Look at me yes. as an oh ancestor. And it's, I don't think I've ever phrased it that way to like look as if you're going to be an ancestor one day. I know it's going to come, but I've never looked at it as like when, when the next generation speaks, and they talk about their ancestors like I talk about my ancestors. Mm. I will be in that number. I will be in that that yeah. category. Yes. Um, and one thing I try to leave them, Robert, you said it way at the beginning of this conversation. You said hope, like giving giving that hope to a black person that you can be a little bit better than me. Um, and I feel like that's where I stem all of my work from for them. Mm. And same thing as, as what you said, Marquis as far as what can I give them to allow them to be just a smidget better than me. It's some things that I'm learning in today's time that nobody told me when I was 16 and 17. Mm -hmm. And if I could have had that little bit of knowledge, would Brittany have been different? Would I have maneuvered different? Would I have done some things different? So I kind of already live my life on on the thing of, not necessarily being an ancestor. Again, I didn't see it that way. But yo, what 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 could you use in today's time that I would I could have used way back when? Like, what what can I do? I'm a mentor and coordinator. As a mentor to you, what can I give you that I wish somebody? This is how I function all the time with any lesson, mm. any one on one. What can I give to you that I wish somebody would have given to me at your age? Mm-hmm. Would it have made me move different? Would it have made me not spend five years in college and I would have just automatically went for what I wanted? Would it have mm-hmm. made me want to be bolder? Would it have made me not feel like I'm supposed to second guess a dream or a thought or a decision? Yeah. Um, I feel like as a, as a black community, um, my mindset sees, and I guess, I don't know if it's because I work with kids, but helping the next person, even in, in mm. even as far as dating, dating as a young black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, what, brother, what could you have done that have made me not see you as this? 
Maybe you shouldn't have shown up like that. <laughs> you shouldn't have shown up to me. And I'm hoping, and from the core of me, I am hoping you do, do not show up for the next young woman the way you showed up for me. Right. I'm hoping that you can be a little bit better than how you presented yourself with me. And I wish if every, and I, I've seen this picture and I feel like it's so relevant. Black people, we don't always try to pull one another up. Mm. We always in competition or is I made it this far, you better go figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't look at it as a community as like, yo, let's rise together. Yeah. Um, Hispanics, they do it all the time. Um, Charmaine, you have mentioned how the white community probably talk about the neighborhood and where we going to go next and da-da-da-da-da. Um, I don't think we, we definitely, not I don't think, we don't do that enough. We don't really sit and turn to, to, to pay back the next man or um, help the nexus out. And I wish, I feel like that's the root. If, if as we, as a black culture can figure that part out of uplifting each other and helping each other on this journey called life, I think we will not see ourselves, like Charmaine said earlier, as the minority. We will begin mm. to see ourselves in a way elevated level, but we have, we have been birthed into these agreements. We have been birthed into things where people have stripped us and told us what to wear. And we wear it. And if only we knew, if, on, if only we knew how to take control back of the mind, formulate it, make it make sense, and apply it into X, Y, and Z, I feel like me, my people, my ancestors, we will be a, 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 a whole lot further than, than where so, we are right now. So I, I actually wanted to say something behind yeah. that because, yeah, you know, and it's funny because we also talked about this on our Marsh call, right? <laughs> I tell you. Uh, right, <laughs> everything on our Marsh call, you know. We <laughs> Um, I want to be on a Marsh call. I know. Everybody got to be on the Marsh call now. So, you know, one of the things that I had mentioned, because this topic had come up before, and for me, what, like, I see is, is that I agree with you, Brittany. It's a mentality. Really, mm -hmm. what's at the root of everything is our mentality. But we also have to understand that we were bred, and, and I, I use that word bred. Mm -hmm. and trained that way for mm -hmm. over 400 years because it's Absolutely. still going on today. And if you go and look back, and this is for the listeners as well, look up online the Willie Lynch letter. Mm. Please read that through because you will start to see and understand why we have so much discord in the black community. They didn't just enslave us physically, they enslaved our minds. And until we take that back on an individual basis, on a family basis, on a community basis, then we could forget it as a black people. That's just that's just the truth. We're tough. And that's what's the, and, and this is where we need to also understand like the double edged sword, if you will, um, mm -hmm. of us or the other side of the coin. We are so resilient. We are beautiful people. We are smart people. Right. Because even with all of that, that we just mentioned, we still like, as they say, rise. Right. We still do. And it's amazing. Look at how what we're doing today. The conversation that we're having now, the conversation that we're having on the Marsh Corps. Like I said, it hasn't even been 100 years since we've been, quote unquote, like if you want to say free. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Um, it really hasn't been that long. Now, imagine what we can do when we take back our minds. 
Mm. No, it'll so, be crazy. So I need to. I, I want to say. And this. I just and I just want to say one more thing, and I'm done. <laughs> um, not that I need to be done, but I'm just saying like that is why you know for me personally, I decided to go back to school and get my master's in psychology. Nice, because I want to help the black community specifically with changing that mentality. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, Marquis. No, no, no. That's it's it's. Thank you for for everybody for participating in that part of the conversation. And I also want to round out this com- this part of the conversation before we move on to the next topic and talk a little bit. We've touched on it and each of you has touched on it in some way about this idea of hope, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So hope comes in many forms, right? Yeah. You get the, I'm going to talk about my president for a second, right? Big hope. This is Mr. Obama, my president. Okay, I was about to say, oh, I was about to say, oh, wait, 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 what are you talking about, bro? <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to claim, who are we talking about? I don't want to claim you all's president. That's my president. You, you know. I, I claim him too. That's my president. president. We all claim him. That's okay. my president. Look, I, I lost my president in 2016. I ain't got no, I don't know who else is in there. Right. So, <laughs> let's say for, for the people on this call, our president, that's big hope. Right. But but hope comes in small doses. Hope in 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 most instances, it's the little things. It's the the small conversations like like Brittany was talking about. Mm -hmm. It's the what one conversation, what one thing. Brittany and I, Brittany was here not too long ago and uh, we had like a little sort of acting coach session. Right. And that thing. Brittany was like, wow, like in that one small thing, it really changed how she moved forward in her acting and her, and her professional sort of hopefully professional career acting wise. And you just never know. So when you talk about giving people hope, I'm not saying that you have to live every single moment trying to give somebody else hope because all of us are tired. We got a lot going on. We have bad days. We have, you know, all sorts of stuff going on. But when we talk about, like, and I was thinking about um, Brittany being an educator, right? Um, when you try to talk to young people and say, you can, you can, you can be whatever you want to be, that's big hope, right? And sometimes that's hard to hear for young people. So you have to hear, give them small hope. You, you know, just give them little nuggets, little, little tiny more digestible nuggets of hope and that, that that that'll it'll settle in here i'm pointing to my stomach it'll it'll become a part of their being so that it, it it's almost like little pieces of gold that become like a big giant like gold rock and so by the end of it you are walking by the time they're our age they're actually like more hopeful than than we were when they were their age yes. um so just the nature of hope and this is for myself, but also for our listeners, it doesn't always have to be some big giant thing, right? And I'm going to make this slight, slight pivot, but also somewhat smooth transition is that, um, and you guys had touched on it before, um, into the next topic, um, talked about, uh, the next topic is, did you grow up with strict parents or lax parents, right? Mm. But I want to talk about my mama for a second. My mother is the single biggest source of hope in my entire life. Period, point blank, end of sentence, new paragraph, Times New Roman 12, 
That's my mama. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's my mama is the single biggest source of hope. And so when we talk about strict parents or lax parents, whatever, um, well, you know, I'll let you guys chime in. But I, I do want to sort of inform the conversation by saying that parents are also, and so uh, I'll say this also, that you, on this call, you have two parents and two non-parents. I'm not a parent. Brittany's not a parent. Charmaine is a parent and Robert is a parent. So I, I, I want to hear you all's um, idea of what strict or, or strict or lax is in your own sort of families and how you grew up. So, I mean, I, um, I don't want to say my my mom, I don't think my mother and them was strict. You know what I'm saying? I think they did what they had to do. You know what I mean? When you have like five kids, you know, yes. Will we beat as kids? Yes. We stepped out of line. We got beat. Um, did they let us run amok? No. You know, um, I think what that did was that kind of, and not the beatings, but the strictness, like, hey, you, you, you got to understand how you can move. You know what I'm saying? So they, they kind of taught me that when you get out in this real world, when you get bigger, when you leave these confines of these walls, the world don't care a hell about your tears. The world don't care about what you're going through. So you have to figure figure it out and you have to follow rules. So I'm trying to give you so my mom and them what I don't think they were strict. I think they did what they needed to do. They they put they kept us in line when they needed to keep us in line. Now with my kids, um, I never beat my kid. I never beat my daughter. Um, I never spanked my son. You know, um, I just thought that, you know, as you as the world changed, that was something that we didn't have to do anymore. Well, the actual <laughs> That was part uh -huh. of the other question. Is Wait, that, so you, Robert, you said you did not beat your kids. No. And do you, so I guess part of the other question is, do you, do you, do you think that there's a perception that most black, most black parents beat their children? Do you think that's so? And I guess you're not doing it now, so I don't know. I, I, I think that is perception because that's what, you know, be, you know, as you grew up, it's like, oh, mama, <laughs> you know, what was what was the saying that said? I brought you in this world, I take you out. Take you out. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was a household saying. Yeah. But I think you can be you can be firm without all the other you know the other stuff that come behind it. Um, when you talk about being lax, like there's no way, as, and we all know as African American kids, it was no way we questioned one thing our parents told us to do. There was no question. There was no debate. We didn't have dialogue with our kids. We didn't have that. No. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like when you when you gave a kid an opportunity to be like, and I don't want to take away, you know, who they are, but to be like, okay, this is I'm telling you what to do as your parent, and you are now to follow it. And let and to your question, but no, I don't I don't beat my kids, but I let them know until you can pay a bill here, you don't have a say in what happens here. <laughs> you you don't have a say. This, this is not a democracy. This is a dictatorship. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like no, because you when, when you get out in that real world, guess what? No one cares about the phony tears. So for me, it's like I I I think from my mother and them being strict made me who I am today. Now I know how to move in this world. You know what I'm saying? I know how to move in this world. I don't think the world's all rosy. You know, because I cry or I'm upset, that's when the rain it rains. No, dude, you know, you know what I'm saying? No, that's not how it works. 
So I'm Charmaine, you can, you can go ahead and put it in your <laughs> um, Go ahead, Brittany. Go ahead. Um, strict parents. Was I, was I raised with strict parents? Oh, he got his glass. My glass needs to be refilled, okay? Because that's my business. Tabitha Brown would say. Okay, so um, I think my parents, I'm not going to say strict. They just knew you had two people that came from different backgrounds. They both had their challenges growing up as young people, teenagers, into a young adult life. And I feel like they both knew the tone that they wanted to set for their family, for their children. Um, I think they had learned from a lot of their mistakes. And from when I say their mistakes, I mean from what their mama and daddy should have did with them. They just was, they were not going to put up me and my brothers up against the same thing. They saw where somebody could have jumped in and saved them. For them, they were going to play by the best book possible to raise me and my brothers. Um, I'm, they were protective. I think strict is a, that's a word, you know what I'm saying? Strict <laughs> is, a, is, a, is a word, word. Um, they were protective. They were stern. They were serious religious folks. Um, and they put their best foot forward in faith, they, their best foot forward in giving us what they felt was going to help us make the best decisions and maneuver us through. But I don't know if I can say strict. Um, my so parents... Did you get whoopings when you were, when you were a child? And when, Absolutely. when you whooped your children? Will I whip my children? Yeah. Is that what you... Heck yeah! You gonna get that pluck! <laughs> you gonna get that pluck! You gonna get that pluck! Because, and this is why, as an educator, I even say, as an educator, some of my students need to be beat. Um, and that, be, like, they need that pop. Some of them, like, that pop, that, Jesus, that pop, that pluck, yo, that lets you know that is a bigger wolf out here than you. Baby, you might think you bad, Yo. but you have not come up against Eric and Charlotte. They finna teach you bad, um, and I think with that, it allowed my this. It, it allowed me to learn some some restraint. You know, like if I act out, there is a consequence. Like, and I think ugh, people forget that consequence for your actions, my friend. Whatever it is, it's a consequence that life. Your whether it's your parent as you get older, and mama and daddy are not beating you no more. It's a consequence that's going to come and hem you up against that corner of that wall. Like, no, that consequence is going to have you have you in the, in the moment. Um, so I will, I'm not, my parents did not, when Brittany made a really bad decision and they know that Brittany needed to be dealt with, I received that spanking. Have I been punched in my mouth? Yes, because Brittany got the wilding. And it's, it's certain, like, and that's even, I won't forget it. I'm not saying my parents walked around just abusing me by any means necessary, but they knew when she 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 needed to be dealt with. Like yes. they knew she needed to be dealt with. Um, and it, it it the fact that I remember it till this day lets me know that it was a milestone. <laughs> it was something that changed my life in my perspective. But um, but so but with the um so I'm gonna let Charmaine go in, but uh, I just want to ask this. Um, uh, how do I say this? Actually, let me ask Robert. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you all quickly, and then I'm going to let Charmaine go in. Um, 
at what point did you, Robert, you, Brittany, you, Charmaine, and then I'm going to save myself. Um, at what point did you, at what age do you remember not getting beaten anymore? Um, I think my mom stopped beating on us at 11. Okay. Brittany. It was something in the team thing, but it was a different tactic than a beating. It was something that, that put okay. me, can, I know it's quick. Can I say what it was or no? No, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, what it was, was I had got caught stealing. Mm -hmm. And uh -oh. my parents had knew that, like, the store had caught me. The store had caught oh, me, wow. and my daddy had to come get wow. me. And they, and I knew I was going to get a beating. I knew this beating was going to be bad. Yeah. But my spirit was so convicted. My parents had laid down a, a very heavy foundation of, of, of faith and, and Jesus and da-da-da-da. And they made me pray. They made me go against something that was bigger than them. And I know it sounds crazy, but in the teenage realm, my parents began to pick and choose what was going to be a punch in the arm, what was going to be a hit in the chest, what was going to be a push, um, it, 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 or what was going to be. And I, I remember walking away from that moment like, wow, I remember feeling like, yo, they're not going to hit me. But I also remember feeling convicted. I have not stolen again ever since they made me pray for Jesus. <laughs> I have never stolen again. That is enough, right? enough. That was enough. Right. That was enough. What age? For me, I think it was probably around 12. Okay. Mm. Um, and for me, it was 16. So, mm. yeah, I was, it was, you know, and I was not that much taller than I am now at 16. <laughs> and my mother was like, oh, you're going to take $10 out of my purse? Oh, yes, <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> um, but 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 I wanted to say real quick, and then and th this is what, and then I'm gonna let uh, Charmaine chime in. You talk about yes, the pop might work. You know, there's a there there is that there is something to be said about the efficiency of letting that work. But what um, might the path have been different? We spent an enormous amount of time. Um, just before this, before this topic, talking about um, doing things slightly better than your parents did it before you, right? Mm -hmm. So um, there, and maybe you know, my mother was beaten until she was eighteen, and so the 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 you know the the age goes a little bit further down, a little bit further down until we're not beating our children anymore. But I also you know, I'm because I'm not a parent. I'm on both sides of it. It's hard for me to think like, may, would I beat my children? I may like maybe until they were like six and they learned not to touch a hot stove. But other than that, I don't know. Um, so, Charmaine, go ahead. <laughs> Since you're a parent, you're a parent. So yeah. Um, what I would say is that first of all, yes, I did get my behind whooped when I was a kid. I mm. did. Um, but it was very like sparing. So I grew up in. Um, a strict religious household mm. um and my my grandmother we live with my grandmother and my grandmother was more strict um my my mother was more of a like you know here's the lines as long as you don't go outside the lines we good you know my mother was more concerned with you being a good person your character like like those type of things mm. and so when I did things that were out of character, I remember the first time I actually um, took something and I didn't realize that I was stealing. Mm. I asked my mother, I might've been like about four or five years old. I asked her for some like bubblicious gum when we were on yes, like the line. It was like <laughs> bubblicious gum. 
I said, mommy, can I have that? And she was like, no, because she was checking out her stuff. You know what I mean? She's like, we got to go. So here I go. I just take it. Uh-oh. Right? And I'm in the car, and I'm talking, and just, <laughs> just smacking away. And my mother is like, it smells like strawberries in here. Uh uh oh. Why you does it you like stole a strawberry kind, get it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So my mom used to keep a brush in her bag and oh. used to say she hold my legs up, right? Because, uh, I had no business doing that. And like Brittany, I never did that again. Never in my life. Never. So let me so, um let me ask you guys this real quick because it um, we've sort of used them interchangeably. There's a couple terms that we um, say sometimes interchangeably within our own communities, but I want to I want to know if if it's intentional or is, if it's just easier, right? The first one is I talk about whoopings, right? Some people say beatings, mm -hmm. some people say spankings, some people mm -hmm. say you know a little pop, and that gives you different ideas of what this actually is, right? So. When I say a whooping, I mean like somebody took a belt or an extension cord or something that was a, a flip flop and would haul back and go from the back all the way to the front. And that's a whooping. Like a that's a, that's right? an ass beating. <laughs> well, so that's that's so a little, an ass beating might be a little bit different. So Brittany talked about she would get punched in the chest, punched in the arm punched in the mouth like I never had that I think my mother slapped me in my in my face once because I said something out of line but other than that I, I got whoopings but I want to know if you all you I got change your I got or... I got spanking I think <laughs> I had talked about this Brittany before. was in a fight I'm sorry oh, right. I mean, <laughs> that was a fight <laughs> depending, depending on which what it was and that's why I say yo popped and plucked it and I, I do I agree it's different layers it's a different <laughs> layers to them <laughs> I think I have been through a lot of the layers. Okay. Um, yeah, I think you, you experience a lot of the layers, but you, along the line, learn which one is which. which and listen, one is this which. is just, this is grown, for anybody who's listening, this is grown black folks talking with grown black folks. If y'all don't know, and we're here to let you know, this, you can about to get an education about what no. happens in a black household. So just, I'm just letting you know. Um, <laughs> So, do, do, but you guys say there is a distinction. Like, you can't just say that a, a whooping is not the same thing as a beating. Maybe, or is it? Uh, I, 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 I try to classify them all as as one thing, only because, like you said, if you gonna pluck me, it's not that's our like ah stop. You know what I mean? If you whooping or beating on me, like you said, you coming from here, huh, you 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 really letting me have it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like I said with Brittany, I think that was a fight. My mom just squared up. Look, let's get it. Let's get it. You know, to me, like you know, and that, that and that's a difference. That that truthfully to me is a fight. Um, I don't think a plucking is a beating. That's just an instant. I'm not fucking with you. you better stop. That's a warning. You know what I mean? Like, uh. Yeah. Don't touch that. Yeah. Yeah. After yeah. that, I'm fuck you up. Uh, you so know what I mean? So. What about oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, 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 Charmaine? Do you think there is a distinction, or do you sort of think that you some sort of lump them all in one? Uh, like, I don't think for me there's a distinction between everyone. When I say whooping, spanking, beating, I got toe up. You know, it's to me that's all the same thing. That means that I got beat with that cracked belt, that cracked leather belt. That's Woo! what that means to me. 
You know what I'm saying? You you thought I won that one belt they had to whoop your behind mm -hmm. in the house. I'm so, sorry, my mom was an extension cord girl. What? Yeah, well, my see, my now here's the thing. My mother didn't believe in in hitting with things like that. Like she, she didn't believe in hitting with extension cords or switches mm. or anything like that. Mm. I think because maybe how she was disciplined. Mm. You know, um, so I didn't go through that. But my mom was a firm believer in that crack leather belt, a brush, mm. maybe even a spoon. Like taking a wooden spoon. My grandmother was good for that too, and hitting that hand. You know, what about a flip flop? Did you ever get a flip flop? No, no, they, no. They never Marquee, did you that. You got a flip flop, Marky? I got a flip flop. It was basically. <laughs> I mean, there were there were limits, right? But, <laughs> I'm not going to say I was Penny on Good Times. For anybody who don't know, don't, I wasn't Penny on Good wow. Times. Okay? I did not get burned with a hot iron. I didn't. I didn't. Where you been, Penny? Where you been, Penny? <laughs> right. oh my God. But my, you know, my more specifically, my grandmother. I'm gonna. I'm not going to say my mom. It was really my grandmother, um, who would take. There was limits, but mostly things that were handy. So mm. she needed to get to you, and the only thing that she had on was her house slippers. She would take the house That's slippers with the rubber bottom and, you know, get to you. And she would she would be sitting down watching One Life to Live, and y'all making a bunch of noise when, you know, Vicky has changed from Vicky to Nikki, and now I got to get up, and now I'm going to whoop you behind, okay? With, the, with whatever's handy. She had, uh, there was a belt. There was a thing called the strap, which is um, yes. another sort of... Thing yep. she kept it on top of the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. I got an extension. Why cord. is it always on top of something? Well, you know, <laughs> they don't want you at one spot. They don't want when you, you see it's gone, it freaks you out too. You ever well, have to wait? You're like, oh shit! Like, oh dang! Where the belt go? No, my cousin <laughs> hid the strap, trying to be fancy, trying to be cute. Hid the strap, and he put oh. it out in the field somewhere. Oh my oh. god! So now, so then, his lesson was. Not only are you going to get the strap, we're going to walk out to where you hid it in the field, and we're going to show you all the gradations of what what a switch is. So now you're going to get the strap. You're going to get a wet switch. Ooh. You're going to get a dry switch. I mean, yo, yo your so grandmother was teaching lessons. That's <laughs> so that's the that's the that's that's the question is that was she teaching lessons or was it just like a perpetuation of violence that like. You out here taking twigs and branches? Like, ma'am, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at what point do we, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But here's the difference. And I mean, you know, oh, yeah, just, just let me know. But we all act differently now. Like yeah. I said, I stopped getting beatings at 11 because I learned the, the goddamn stitch you call hurt. So you know what? Fall in line. Hmm. You know what I mean? When I went to, like, my grandmother, her, her thing was the cutting board. Mm. She be thinking with a cutting board. I'm like, oh my god, a cutting board. Cut the the wood, the old wooden cutting boards. What? Like, like I was joining a, a, a fraternity. Yeah, hey, have yeah. another that that type of cutting board. But I'm like, you know, but you learn. You know what I'm saying? So you learn the different things you can get away with, which you can't do. So to me, no, but you learn. You don't beat your kids with a cutting board, certainly. Like, well, you know why? Because I started to. I, I figured, uh, okay, I'm I'm six feet, like two sixty. So I, I instilled the fear in my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I talk loud. I'm like, hey, what the hell? I bark. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I'm like, ah. I, I use my verbato to make her feel like, oh, my God, my dad's about to kill me. But, you know, in my mind, I'm, I, I, I try to refrain from that because now I try to teach lessons without 
mm-hmm. the beating. How old are you your children I mean? now? How old are your children? Well, right now, my, my youngest is 20. She'll be 21. Oh, wow. Okay. She'll be 21 in October. Oh! So, yeah. <laughs> Look, my, my, listen, my, old, my oldest son is 32. I started early. Oh, wow. Um, so, <laughs> I, I try, you know, I, I think in the sense that when we were younger, that's what, that was what they needed to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now, as we get older, we figure out different things we need to do. Well, how how can we discipline our kids without beating on them? You know? So, now, no, go no, ahead. I'm sorry. Go, no, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So, has my daughter never, like, her mom plucked her. She did the pluck. Boom. You know what I'm saying? She mm-hmm. did the pluck. But we never physically beat her because, like I said, me being six feet, 260, whenever I said something, she like, oh, she shrimped. So, you know, it kept her from uh, acting out more than she would have. And the, and I think with my little girl, when she was a young girl, she was like, for me to be disappointed in her was a punishment in itself. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so that was the way I got around, kind of like beating her. Okay. So let me ask this other question. And Charmaine, did you have anything else to say before I go on to the next the only thing I was going to say okay. about that is that um, when it comes to like kids and discipline and stuff like that today, I think I, uh, you know, agree with, with Brittany in the sense that some children, they do need at least one good spanking because you got to understand they're different children. Like, like what Rob said, Rob was like, he could talk to his daughter and she listen and be like, you know, okay, dad. But there are some kids that are not like that. Yes. They don't care about your brother. Yes. They don't care how big you are. They don't care. The only thing they understand is I'm about to get this whooping right here. Yeah. Yeah. Their whole life together. And yeah. that's, what they that's learn from that is that children. life can what they learn is that life can't hurt. Rather, is that my mama out of all people turned on me, or my daddy out of all people turned on me, they begin to realize, yo. This is what a consequence is for my mm. activism. What's so interesting this week's yes. lesson with my students is accountability and ownership. Yes. And I don't know what they get from home, but at some point, young people, regardless if I didn't turn my work in, David, what's the consequence, baby? That's the hero. You yes. gotta deal with that. You yes. gotta deal with this felt great and it's but it's I'm not gonna say it's quicker. The pain. Nobody wants a pain. Yeah. A pain. That lesson right there. That's enough. To me. Like in my 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 person yeah. kind of like how Robert was. You after a certain point, raise your voice or tell me you disappointed or look at me with disgust, and I'm, I I immediately feel convicted. I immediately yes. feel like I let the two people that are my rocks in, in my corner at all times down. I don't like this. Right. No, right. but like I mean, a lot of people are affected right. by that. So, first of all, how's everybody doing? Is everybody in a good in a good space? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, I just want to do a general check of the room. Um, the the other thing that we talked about, we have said interchangeably all throughout the first. Now we're in, coming up on two hours of this podcast. We have all said either black or African American or Black American. And we and and so we all say them sort of interchangeably, but I wonder if that's intentional or what do you call yourself? Like in your in your just person to person, who are you talking to? like, you know, in your families, do you say I'm an African American 
my black? Like, how does that, how do, or, or something else? Because we've, we've said all of those things within the, in the two hours that, and I just want to flesh out the conversation, um, allow people and provide a template for other people to have it, but also um, give permission for people who have no idea, right? White communities, Indian communities, Asian communities, whatever it is, they don't know what, you know, they may say people of color, you know, whatever the thing is, right? right. <laughs> They're right, all sorts right. of terms. So, like, how do you oh. call yourselves? Uh, and I'll start oh. with Robert. Yeah, the, 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 like, I don't want to seem so old self-righteous and stuff, but, like, I call, I, first of all, I say I'm a man because whether you white, black, or yellow, whatever, we all bleed the same color. Sure. Now, I say that I am an African-American man because that's what people see me as. So, if I'm in, like, if I'm around my family, you know, we we all consider ourselves as African American, whatever. Um, if I'm around my boys, sometimes like, hey, what up, nigga? How you doing? Nigga? What's up? You know, that's floating around freely. You know what I mean? But when I'm out in the world, I would love the people just to see me as a a man. You know what I mean? I bleed like you do. So I guess you know, for me, it depends on the company that I'm in. But when I'm in my family, I'm just dad. I'm just dead. Okay. Okay. So. Brittany. So good. <laughs> so I'm I'm I piggyback right off Robert. If I'm with my good good um men's and them, that can be my girlfriends, that can be my brothers, that can be my homeboys. Um, the word might, you know, it might come out, you know, right. like that's what it is. That's our lingo. Um when I sit in silence and I think about that word, um I tell myself sometimes I don't like it because how people try to use it against my ancestors. And as I walk in life and breathe in the breath of my ancestors, I don't want to hurt their feelings. But then I also feel like something that tried to degrade you so much or make you feel so less than we now can, can, yo, this is our, this, not this is who we are, but we, where we've taken something that once tried to degrade us. That's my home, but that it, it solidifies nothing, but you, my good, good man. You my right. good, good friend. Um, mm. So I, I sometimes I'm on the up of that of like feeling like okay I, I don't mind saying this word. Sometimes I don't want to say this word in front of certain people. I'm not gonna say that word because I don't want you to then therefore use that word against me and this person right here and solidify what you think of us anyway. Um, mm. So depending on who I'm around, it's certain words I try not to use. Um, I do say I'm black. I do say I'm African American. Um, I've told myself that I need to go do my research because I've had a lot of conversation with Africans um, and how we say African-Americans. I've heard them say that they don't like that we put the African in front of it. So I've, I've given myself a lot of homework in life to, to, to do the research <laughs> on what I want to be called or right. what I say. Um, but I'm my ancestors. So I'm, I'm my ancestors' wildest motherfucking dream, okay? Yeah. So I'm black. I am, yeah. I am a black Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Cheers, okay? Cheers. I mean, so how do you, what, how do you sort of self-identify? Um, more so for the sake of, let's say, um, other people, when they ask me what I am, I will just say black. And the reason why I use black is not because it's preferred, um, but because I'm a mixture of not just African. 
have Native gotcha. American blood, and I also have a little bit of Caucasian blood, like most Black Americans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and so for me, um, you know, I actually have you know family that, like, my uncle is a chief in in our tribe. So I'm I I am I want to say privileged enough to have some understanding of where I came from. You know, um, it's unfortunate. Most of us don't know exactly where we came from in Africa, but um, we know we have that in our blood. But I, I typically just call myself black only, only because, uh, you know, we're mixed. We're not just, we're not just African. You know, this comedian, um, I don't know if you know who he is, but, uh, Ralphie May, he passed away. He, yes. he asked the audience. Yes. Yeah. He asked the audience, you know, um, to raise their hands if they're African-Americans. And he said, okay, so how many of y'all been to Africa? Raise your hands. You know? <laughs> so it's like, you know, like, and, and I'm not trying to take away from the phrase African-American, but it's, but it's very true, you know? Yes. Most of us here have, a, one of my girlfriends just found out that she has Chinese in her blood. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So we've oh. been here for 400 years, over 400 years. We're mixed Americans. Just like most Americans here, right? So, no, 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 no. Can I say something to Charmaine? Yeah, yes. Charmaine, it's interesting that you just said that. I have my, my roommate, she's Jamaican, and she was able to spit with her father, her mother, her grand, where everybody comes from. And she said, I mean, but I don't know much, but she's giving me this long lecture. I feel so like, oh, wow, this is beautiful. Wow, this is so much. And she's like, I only know but so much. And I'm like, yo, but you, you're dealing with a product of Washington, D.C. that only feels like she's come from Washington, D.C. Mm. I, I don't know any other ties. I don't know where, where my strings and strands come from. Um, so I, we are all, all, all over the place. Yes, and a lot do. of us don't know. Um, so, like, I'm taking ownership as the, the seasons go on, probably this, this holiday with my family, to figure out who we are and where we come from um, so I can just have some insight. But my point of saying that was just, I think that's a beautiful thing to know. And I think that's why I feel like the way I feel with Black and African-American, because it's like, it's two different things. And a lot of us are aware. We just don't want to fully dive in. Right. Um, so I'm going to say a couple things. Um, as far as my own sort of self-identification. I've had a number of sort of iterations. Um, And I'll say how I self-identify at the end of this. First, the the reason I brought this up is that um, recently I read an article, actually a couple of articles, um, and talked to a couple of people um, who were um, from the Latino, Latina community, right? And there's a new phrase that has come up that's called Latinx, right? And it's a, it's a term that is supposed to, particularly here in America, is supposed to, it's like BIPOC or it's like people of color. It's supposed to encompass anybody who has Hispanic or Latino, Latino origin. But people within that, own, within that community, they don't identify as that. They're like, who came up with this? Who said Latinx? I didn't come up with this, right? And so they're like, no, I'm like Ecuadorian or, you know, I'm El Salvadorian. Like they, they say specifically, this is the country I'm from. And, you know, they add American onto it because that's where they are. And so the, then I had a further conversation, read a, a couple of further articles that the 
that the um, the term African American, right, was created specifically more and and you know who knows if the articles are true. This is the internet, etc. But was created to basically as a census thing like so they needed to identify all of the black people in america right in some way that was not colored or negro or something like that so they said let's come up with a nice term that sounds sort of you know whatever so they came up with african-american and so but at the time when it first came out with that when that became a thing people weren't identifying as that they were identifying as something else completely and so there's an idea now that like so many of the terms that we use for ourselves are created by somebody who is not ourselves, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, there's, a, there's a whole other like sort of layer onto that, that um, I never really thought about. Of course, I always used to say, oh, I'm African-American and just didn't really think about it. But once I realized that like, oh, wait, not even realized, but had some hint that somebody else came up with this term for me i'm like now wait a minute like <laughs> where, what, what you doing like why are you all coming up with terms? you don't know me <laughs> yeah. so there's that the other layer that i will add on to this and i was having a conversation with one of my castmates this was about a year ago is um the idea of black right just mm. black by itself if you say that you are black right then the opposite must be white and in so many, um, in most, many slash most cultures and or iterations, white is the essence of purity, light, yes. hope, goodness, right? And black, by default, must yeah. be the opposite. It yeah. must be evil and terrible and bad and like not good, right? So then if you self-identify as that, if you say I'm black, then it becomes like a whole other thing. So then I'm like, now wait a minute. Now what am I supposed to call myself? Like, <laughs> I'm American. Yeah. I can't say I'm yes. like, what the hell, right? And then the other thing that I was going to say uh, on to um, Brittany and I think Robert's point is uh, use of the uh, of the word nigga or in whatever iteration that there is. Oh, you said there. it. Bless your heart. Come on. And so for me. I didn't grow up with it. It was not used in our household. It just was like it was never said. I saw it on TV, but I was like, uh, I had some sense of it, but it was never something that I identified with or used for myself. So it's not something that comes naturally to my tongue. Have I said it? Have, am I able to use it generally comfortably? Yeah, but the way that I speak, it sometimes doesn't come off naturally. So people are like, oh! He just like, so you know <laughs> the thing is that you have to do what comes naturally to you, whatever comes off naturally to your tongue. Now, the last thing that I will say is that I am not trying to police anybody's language. I am not trying to like make anybody say one thing or the other. Identify how you want to identify. You know, right. the whole idea of like if you're lesbian, gay, bi uh, bisexual, transgender queer, you know, intersex, asexual, all those things, right? They're allowed to self, or we're allowed to self-identify. But when it comes to, um, you know, black people, we sometimes like say, oh, well, I, I actually had this conversation recently. A friend of mine said, oh, well, I'm African-American. 
and the person who was also in the conversation was like, nah, nigga, you black. And I'm like, okay. Ah, nah. I love it. And the person <laughs> said that they're African-American. Then let that person be African-American. Like, <laughs> just don't, don't like try to like make folks what? like be whatever you want them to be. So I still what? say I'm black. Oh. I, I, I will respond to African-American if you must like classify me as that, but I generally say I'm, I'm black or black American, something along those lines, because black gives you some sense of like what my skin color is, where, yes. what the, what the, um, the general agreed to term of my, what my skin color might be. Um, and an American gives you a sense of like, oh, what country am I from? So that's how I'd self-identify. But Right. Again, I'm not trying to police this. It's just an informative conversation. I just, I just think like you, you could look at me and tell me, tell that I'm black. Yeah. I don't need to, I don't need to to tell you that's what I am. So, but if, if you're I'm not looking you, at I'm, you, if you're not looking at you, like I have, and this is, we're gonna get into this. I almost didn't want to get into it before the break, but since we're here, I don't well, necessarily. We can pause black. and come back. Well, yeah, well, but man. I just, want, I don't necessarily sound black to everybody, and so. No, I, and no, so Marquis doesn't. I will say, Marquis doesn't. Marquis doesn't. But here's the thing: when it comes Listen. to color, when it comes to color, it Wait. makes me nervous Wait. because <laughs> it it bothers me. I just go back to the root of it. Okay, and, 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 and I'm gonna tell you like this: that um, yes. somebody once wanted to make my people feel a type of way for being the to, to the the fact that they look like this was problematic. Mm. Um, and I feel like whenever somebody talks about color. And all of those type of things is just always, and this is why I had to burn my sage. Look, <laughs> <Wait, laughs> I see you. Always make me feel like what, who, who, where was the permission given, or who right. said that this this race or this group of people don't get me started? I'm not. I'm gonna let this go. I promise. I'm gonna let it go. <laughs> what made this group, this race, get started and feeling like they were in charge? Of who was supposed right. to be better than others, yeah. and when you look at my people in today's time, these are the oh, shut up, Brittany. These are the same people that <laughs> spent thousands of dollars to have the things that my ancestors had yeah. full lips, full breasts, full butts, right? But yeah. you know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. go ahead, Robert. Go ahead. Uh they, they they don't like our culture, but they like how who we are. You know what I'm saying? They like what we stand for. But when 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 I saw it, like yeah, you could say okay, you don't sound black, no, dude, and I don't know what that whatever that, that means. means, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't know what that means. But you know, when I saw your name, obviously that was like, oh, Marquis is black dude. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe so yeah. you know, I, I don't know too many white dudes named Marquis. That, that's all I'm saying. But I know. But <laughs> for me, it's like. Yo, you know, I, 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 you know, you, you can look at me and say that you can see I'm black. You know what I mean? Um, for me being African American, that's just me saying, okay, this is, this is my tribe. This is who I'm standing with. Mm -hmm. So for me being African American, yes, I encompass everything that African means. Whether they want me or not, goddammit, I'm here. All right, so this seems like a good place to wrap up the conversation for now. This has been um, your host, Marquis. And your host, Charmaine. And this has been another episode of So, so Here's the Thing. thing.